Hey friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast and our journey through the Bible. We have come to day 264 in this journey. Today we're dropping an anchor in Ezra, Haggai, and Zechariah. Let's get started. Once again, welcome back. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Hope your spring or soon to be spring is starting off wonderful. It's a beautiful time of the year. And I hope you're enjoying your time in God's Word and your study of God's Word. That has been the theme this year. We have just been on a journey. We've just been trying to go through the Bible chronologically, looking at the overview of the Bible, study really God's history, the history of redemption, Israel's history in the Old Testament. We haven't even got to the New Testament yet. I know when we're almost October, we'll fly through that. But we have come to a section that I really enjoy, talking about Ezra, Nehemiah, which we'll get to, Haggai, Zechariah, and a couple of these minor prophets. And so let's just park for a few minutes here and talk a little bit about this. Now, by way of review, many of you listeners of the podcast, you've kind of been following along. You remember the story of Israel and the judges they went through. Samuel was the last judge. Then there was King Saul, then David, then Solomon, then the kingdom split. You had the northern kingdom, Israel, all bad kings. The southern kingdom, Judah. Then you had the the northern kingdom was conquered in about 722 BC. But we've been focusing now on the southern kingdom. And in 586 BC, the Babylonians under the leadership of Nebuchadnezzar, conquered Judah. That's when they took away Daniel. And we've, we talked about that a little bit when we studied through and read through the book of Daniel. They took Daniel, the th- three Hebrew boys, and they left those. Those were the ones that were considered influential, the ones that were considered capable citizens. They took them for themselves. And they left the less capable, in their mind, to make decisions and form policies on their own, but now they were under the province of Babylon, and it was ruled by a governor. And so Israel has been conquered. Judah's been conquered. They've got this governor over them. The the, the ones that were considered this influential are taken away. Those considered less capable were left behind. Well, in 559 BC, and we read a little bit about this in Ezekiel. I know Ezekiel probably had your head spinning, so you may not have caught all this, but in, in 559 BC, Babylon in Nebuchadnezzar was conquered by Persia, and their leader's name was Cyrus. So Cyrus took over, and in 536 BC, he allowed 50,000 of those Jews, they were released under Zerubbabel to return back to Jerusalem. Long time ago, I preached a message on this. I'll pause for a second in all the history. On Psalm 126, sometime read Psalm 126. I would assume that we're going to come across that soon in our journey through the Bible, in our chronological order. Because Psalm 126 is when Zerubbabel released them to go back, and they're talking about the joy that they have that they're getting to go back to Jerusalem. And, uh, and And I remember years and years ago preaching a message on that. I've preached it many times. And I really enjoyed that passage and that study. But I talk about this when I set that message up from Psalm 126. And so when they got to go back, 
Ezra led them early on. And Ezra, Ezra, Ezra took them back. And for, um, what is, let me see here, seven months of that year when they went back, they began to build the altar so that they could offer sacrifices again unto the Lord there in Jerusalem. And so Ezra headed that up. And Ezra's book, as you're reading it through there, it's some historical, there's some numbering, but he really is trying to get the people back to the Bible, get them back to the Word of God. I really appreciate some of the verses in there as Ezra is emphasizing this to the people. And this building of the altar was important for the spiritual well-being of these exiles that have been away, they've been under this exile, and it was it was allowing them, and you see this in Psalm 126, the message I preached, but to be a witness to their neighbors of their devotion to God. So it was very important for Ezra to get this altar rebuilt and to really the morale of the people there to encourage their faith. It was important, but so let's go now. That's about 536 BC. I'm sure you're all going to remember that for the quiz, but in about 535 BC, in the second month of the work, the temple began. They started to rebuild the temple. Now, this would have been a big deal. This is where the temple where they offered these sacrifices and it was torn down. This was going to be a big deal. They started it and then it stopped. They had quickly laid the foundation. But when they got the foundation laid, some of them were rejoicing and excited. Others were in tears. And that's where we bring in Haggai. Haggai was one of those minor prophets we read about. And Haggai came in during this time to try to encourage the people. It set still for like, it's debated, about 14 to 16 years after they build that, laid that foundation, nothing happened. Boy, there's a whole kind, there's all kinds of lessons in that. Haggai, one of my favorite minor prophets to teach through. I love Haggai. And 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 Haggai came in to a people who was discouraged, and then they have moved past discouragement to they're just comfortable. They had gotten comfortable not doing the work of God anymore. They're like, oh, we're back. We're released from captivity. We're living back in Jerusalem, but we're not rebuilding the temple. We're not worrying we're, we're on the worship anymore. You know what they were doing? They were building their own personal houses, and Haggai started to rebuke them. He says, you live in your sealed, fancy houses, but you're ignoring God's house. Strong stuff from, from Haggai. And so the work stopped. Well, then we're going to get to later, um, but as the, as the work stopped, the Samaritans then began to oppose their efforts, and that's really when it started to stop because the Samaritans were opposing their efforts. They were already, some of them rejoicing, some of them discouraged. They got distracted rebuilding their own houses that I talked about. Stopped. They were starting to farm, and so the work just stopped. It just sat still, and that's when God called Haggai to call the people back to work. And then Zechariah is another one of those prophets during the time of Haggai. We're going to be reading about Zechariah. I think we already started him. I'm recording this earlier. I think we already started by the time you're listening to this. And Zechariah was another one of those prophets that came in during the time of Haggai to the same people that Haggai was ministering to, and he was trying to give them hope that the Lord is going to return. And Zechariah, if I remember right from my notes, I'm looking over here to my left, which may change the sound on this. I'm not sure. 
but he was one of the most messianic books. It's one of the most messianic books in the Old Testament talking about the Messiah to come was Zechariah ministering during this same time period. And so I've given a lot of history today, and I, I really love this. I, I, I love teaching on Haggai and in this time period of Ezra because it helps us to uh, to bring the Bible together to understand all that's going on. All these pieces work together. Like if you if you were going back to read Ezra in your actual Bible in the chronological, you had to go back before Psalms to get it. And then we're also reading Haggai, which is in the Minor Prophets at the end of the Old Testament, but they're actually going on about the same time. You got Nehemiah back there with with Ezra, but it's actually going on about the same time as Haggai. So it, it's neat to be able to go through it this way and say, "Oh, all of this fits together." These guys were ministering to these people. Yeah. So let's take a second here, real quick, before we wrap up this podcast, and let's think about some of the quick lessons that I touched on. They had began with much excitement and zeal and and work. But when a little bit of opposition came from the Samaritans, they decided, you know what? It's easier just to sit here and build our own houses, farm our own fields, get some money in our pockets, and we don't have to deal with the opposition. And you know what we do sometimes? When life gets a little bit smooth, things start going better for us, we think, you know what? It's not worth it's not really worth the stress to get up and, and go to church on a Sunday. It's not worth the stress of trying to tell someone about Christ. I'm a Christian. I'm doing my thing. I'm not bad. You know what? I'm just gonna pad my pockets. I'm just gonna do my own thing, be a nice person, live a moral life. And next thing you know, as what happened in the time of Ezra and Nehemiah. The walls are broken down. The altar is not being used. And as Haggai said, hey, you're living in your sealed fancy houses. and God's house is laying waste. You know, so often we can start to get comfortable in our Christian lives and we start to think about ourselves above God. And we start to just try to do whatever feels good to us. And just, I mean, we're our conscience is fine because we're like, hey, I'm not doing anything bad, but we're really not doing anything good or meaningful or significant either. And so I think as we wrap up this podcast today, my question for you is this, have you grown stagnant in your worship? Have you gotten to the place where you're just getting by? You go to the services you you tell people you're a Christian, but you know in your heart, you're, you're just not vibrant. There's not a zeal about your walk with God. Maybe, I don't remember what I said now at the beginning of this podcast, maybe you're 200 and some days into reading the Bible, and at this point you're just like, ah, I don't know, we'll just get through it. I started it, so I'm just going to get through it. Hey, I've been there. been there many times on this journey. I've used the analogy of a ship. And my ship many times on this journey has been sailing itself and I'm just kind of coasting. I'm telling you, we can all get there. But Haggai and Zechariah and Ezra encouraged the people to not forget about 
that relationship with God, to get serious about time with God again, get away from the, I'm doing my duty and get back to, I'm spending time with God. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast this week. I'll be back on Sunday with lesson five in our study on Elijah. Then we'll be back next week, continuing this journey. Our ship will pull up anchor here now. We'll move on in this Old Testament through some more of the minor prophets. And soon we will cross that threshold and we'll get to the New Testament. And I'm looking forward to that. Thank you for listening. If I can be of help to you, I, I want to be that. If you have any ideas or suggestions, I am praying about and considering next year, what do I do? Do I continue the podcast? Do I end the podcast? If I continue the podcast, what am I going to do next year? And I'm praying about that. I'm considering that over the next few months. If you would pray with me, because I'm going to pray very hard about that. I've already have been and seeking God's face on what to do. And um, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, if that's what God wants me to do. So pray with me on that. Thank you for being a part of the podcast. Don't hesitate to reach out. Don't I never say this anymore, but leave a review. It's always helpful when you go to either Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. If you leave a review, that only gets it out there for more people to listen and more people to be a part of that. Thank you again for listening. See you back on Sunday.